What's up, everybody? This is your girl, author Monique Duel, and welcome to my 90th episode of Having a Moment with Moni here on the Hard Radio Network, streaming all the way from Benin, Nigeria. Whoa, we are climbing, y'all. We are climbing to the 100th episode, and I could not be more ecstatic, y'all. Oh, my God, the 90th episode. Oh, wow. Is all I can say about that. Listen to everybody who's been rocking from episode one to episode 90. Thank you. Blessings, grace and peace be upon you. For those who have have traveled along the way and skipped over a few because there's so many to to pick out the ones that you loved. I love y'all. Thank you for rocking with me. And for the newbies, welcome. And thank you for rocking with me for 90 episodes what's up hammers i hope all is well with you under the sound of my voice i thank you for your prayers your love support your feedback all of those kinds of things listen saturday uh on the 16th this saturday i am going to be in the streets if you will i will be at forest heights elementary school in oxen hill from noon till 7 p.m we are going to be out there celebrating Forest Heights Day. Uh, WKYS is going to be out there. I believe WPGC is going to be out there and so many other goodies and surprises. Y'all come holler at your girl. Get a few books, get a hug, a prayer, a word, whatever the Lord has for you. Come get it. Come get it. I know the song says go get it, but I'm saying come get your blessing. There's going to be plenty of other vendors and things out there. I will have all of my books on hand. I even have a few doTERRA products. I have some um, frankincense and myrrh, authentic frankincense and myrrh, y'all, not that dollar store stuff. I have uh, anointing oils. Amen. And I'll have a couple of um, scented candles from Bath and Body Works that will help you relax that Monique could not tolerate. That was given to me that I hated to part with, but they just sitting and collecting dust. So I'm going to bless people with them. Uh, and it's uh, a few of them. I have, I think, about four or five. So y'all come get the Bath and Body Works candles if you could tolerate the beautiful scents that they are. Amen. Because uh, Monique can't deal. Okay. Monique can't deal. So um, listen, y'all. It's been a doozy of a week. Uh, we did, unfortunately, um, have another death in the family on my mom's side. So please keep uh, the please keep our family in your prayers, y'all. Mom brain, please keep our family in your prayers. Uh, my cousin's wife's mom passed, and so of course they are doing as expected you know, because it's fresh and all that. So please keep um, the Chisholm Hall family in your prayers. Would you please? This is the same family, y'all. Yes, this is the same side of my family who not too long ago, it might not have been three months yet, um, buried my cousin who was um, taken due to gun violence. So they are reeling of course. So can y'all do that? Can y'all whisper a prayer for them to hold them up in prayer, please? And thank you, ma'ams and sirs. Um, it has been a doozy of a week. Uh, and I am excited, of course, outside of the dooziness, <laughs> because next week um, I will be turning another chapter in my degree progress and uh, headed for, you know, Bachelors Boulevard 
And so we, we're going all the way to the top. We're going all the way until you see a PhD beside Monique's name. I'll be Dr. Mo to you. And so I'm excited about the new journey. Um, embarking on that, you know, at this stage with all that's going on with disability, things like that is going to take discipline and I'm here for it. I'm grateful to God for his grace to get through it. Um, I am doing special needs education and curriculum and all that kind of good stuff. So you listen, we're going in a whole different direction. And so we are just excited and ecstatic about what God is doing. But um, on the flip side of that, it has been a doozy of a week because for the past almost five months now, um, we have been trying to solidify this self-direction service for Jeremiah and I talked to you guys about that a couple of weeks ago uh, because we were supposed to have the budget. We were supposed to have everything rocking and rolling. My employees have already done their background checks and all that kind of stuff. We're waiting to, you know, get this money going so we can do life differently. OK, amen. And uh, it's been held up now. Why? I have no idea. Uh, we have, we have had people, co- you know, come down with COVID. We have had the case managers you know, give us vague answers. We have had, you know, case managers go on vacation or whatever the case may be. And then we have had no response from anybody. So I had to go to the supervisor. So here we are. We have done our part. Uh, We were supposed to do the CPR classes and training with the staff. uh, And we were not able to orchestrate that, like I said, because people came down with COVID and their whole families have COVID. And so I was like, "Uh, no, we're not going to mask up. And you got COVID not here. And uh, so we did we did what was the smart thing to do and, you know, rescheduled and all that. But it's been held up nevertheless. And I cannot tell y'all how how on edge I am because I have staff waiting you know, to start working and, you know, provide a better, better life for their families and things of that nature. And I can't give it to them because it's out of my hands. I feel helpless. Matter of fact, I feel I, it ain't just that. I feel helpless. I feel embarrassed and all of that because they had us going through all this stuff like we were going to just start rocking and rolling. And then everything came to a screeching halt. We're on. Let me see. We're on month number five, going into month number six. Jeremiah will will be 23 in October. And we are only thing we're waiting on is for them to submit the budget, you know, to, to do the budget so that it can be approved. The waiver has been, you know, approved or whatever the case may be. And we did the schedule for for the budget and all of that. That's all we're waiting for. And then we can we can start working now. I don't have to tell y'all how strenuous and stressful that is, you know, because you've you you know, when you when you know you're about to start a new job, you've already factored in, you know, your expenses and all this kind of stuff and things that you need to do, things that you would like to do, you know, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, they always say, you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch. But. In this situation, that's exactly what we did because we're in a situation, like I told you guys before, where we have to move out of here. There is, it's not a negotiation at this point. We got to get out of here. Okay. And it's about to be cold and all that sort of thing. And so we were really, you know, hoping to be working at this point, you know, or something like that. So we could be prepared to move, you know, by December. Right. Well, you know, we're being held up. So I'm like, God, what is happening? 
what is the problem? You know, I'm like, okay, every time I think about it, y'all, I have been praying. I have been sitting there going and I've been reciting John 14 and one. Let not your hearts be troubled. Okay, y'all know the y'all know the scripture. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. You know, people say that at, at funerals and stuff like that. But listen, uh, I had to delve into this verse because I'm like, um, how can I not let my heart be troubled when there's trouble all around me and I'm in the middle and I feel like I'm sinking in the trouble because I have no control. And so then I went on the other end, y'all, because, you know, we women, we're resourceful. Right. And we know how to be specific in prayer. We pray to God. I say, OK, well, Lord, since they're holding that up, can you do this, this and that? So these people will leave me alone until, you know, the money comes in and things like that, because at this point I don't have any answers or any options. Jeremiah and I have no place to stay because all of our family members have stairs and things like that so we are not going to put jeremiah in a position where we're going to be you know put him somewhere that we literally can't get out of because it's a fire hazard he can't get out so uh we don't have money for a hotel or any of that we are at the mercy of god and them (laughs) at this point and I was thoroughly disappointed. I even cried, y'all, because I was like, you know, they made me think this was going to happen after we did all this paperwork. All of my staff did all this paperwork. We did all that. And we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs. And I'm grateful that God is God has allowed them to still hang on and, you know, hang on with me until they get it together. That's not the point. The point is what? what why? I have a real issue, y'all, with patience in the in the in the um let me say it like this I have a real issue with patience as it relates to things that are supposed to just naturally occur for me like uh you know how we do the most mundane and simplest things and we do it without thinking or blinking or whatever and all that kind of stuff in my world it don't happen like that and I'm like God why can't it just be a thing if I'm supposed to go to school why can't it just be me going to school why all of this other stuff have to happen in the midst of all of that kind of stuff why does all of this calamity and all these things happen the moment I start trying to do something that is more productive and that you know will set us up for a better life a greater circumstance you know a greater outcome and all that when I'm sitting here doing nothing eat bonbons and have my feet up eating Oreos looking at TV nobody bothered me I didn't have an issue none of that y'all know what I'm talking about right and so I'm like God what is the problem is it me I know your word says be anxious for nothing, God, but you see what's happening. Do you? Of course you do. You see what's happening. You see what's going on. So I'm sitting here like, God, look, I need help here. Okay. I need help. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? Your word says you never seen your righteous forsaken, nor you see begging bread. Um, What do you want me to do at this point? Because it's, it's. <laughs> It, it done, it's taking a whole nother turn, which I did not expect. And so this verse, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe it also in me. We are, I used to hear people say, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid and stuff. I don't know where that came from. That, that, ain't, that ain't on here on this, on this King James Version I'm reading. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Okay. And so I'm like, God, uh. <laughs> okay, let not my heart be troubled. 
what do you mean letting out my heart be troubled? So y'all, I dig, I did some digging because y'all know me. I, I, I'm a wordy nerd. So I did some digging. Check this out. This is what got me, y'all. Um, First of all, the word troubled for this uh, verse means disturbed, agitated, afflicted, annoyed. And this what blew my socks off. Molested. Whoa. I say, let not your heart be molested. What? And that word heart means your mind, your emotions, your heart, you know, your thoughts. And so I looked up the word molest. We already know that it's it, what it means, you know, in a normal tense. We're not talking about that, about that um definition. The definition that this is using means to pester or harass someone in an aggressive or persistent manner. That's the second definition of molest, y'all. We don't use that word in that tense because, you know, we've been known to use it for the sexual connotation that it that that mostly people refer it to. But it has two definitions. We're, we're focusing on the second one. Molest means to pester or harass someone in an aggressive or persistent manner. I'm being molested. Because <laughs> these people are aggressively not doing their jobs they are uh, they are aggressively and persistently giving me a hard time they are harassing me because i'm like why are you keep asking me to do all this paperwork and all these kinds of things when you're not even producing what the expectation and the outcome is of what we're doing this for i'm like god okay let not my heart be molested, agitated, aggravated. <laughs> let, let, <sighs> let not my heart be uh, 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 um, pestered or harassed or afflicted and all that. Let not my heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. God... <sighs> We say this all the time when we pray, God, I believe, help my unbelief. And that's why I was like, God, the, the king's heart is in your hands. Uh, and like the rivers of world, you turn it whithersoever you will. So what is the? I'm like, God, why is this being held up? Am I missing something? Am I, am I missing something? Because I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I was fearful, y'all, because I'm like, if these people don't hurry up, I'm going to lose the bona fide people that I know who sure enough know how to help me with Jeremiah and stuff. And I don't want to have to start this process over again and try to find new staff members and then trust these strangers because the people that I have right now are not strangers. They're not strangers to us at all. They are well familiar with Jeremiah and his cares and what's necessary to do the tasks that I'm hiring them for. So I'm antsy, y'all. And here comes John 14 and 1. Let not your heart be molested. <laughs> Believe in God. Believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Which means to be molested. <sighs> to be aggravated and harassed and persistent aggression and all that. And I'm like, believe in God. 
Believe means to expect or hope with confidence to trust. It means to have a firm persuasion of anything. To have a firm persuasion. To credit upon the authority or testimony of another. To be persuaded of the truth of something upon the declaration of another. Or upon evidence furnished by reasons, arguments, and deductions of the mind. Or by other circumstances than personal knowledge. Whoa! When we believe upon the authority of another, we always put confidence in his veracity. We are in agreement when we believe God. We are in agreement that he is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. When we believe upon the authority of reasoning, arguments or a concurrence of facts and circumstances, we rest our conclusions upon their strength or probability. Their agreement with our own experience. We agree. God has concurrently, factually, enlarged our territory and changed our circumstances. And because of it, we rest our conclusions upon his strength and probability. Based on our experiences with him. He can be absolutely trusted. 24-7-365. We have to get to the point when life does not life the way we want life to life. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Glory. We have to believe God. We have to believe God. We have to believe God. We can't let our hearts and our minds and our emotions be troubled and be fearful and anxious and in turmoil and and all of these things that that can happen and do happen when we just we get in a tizzy because when we know something is coming. Y'all y'all know how y'all wait for the Amazon packages to come, right? You know the packages are coming. You're like, "Now see, if I stay at home, they're going to take all day." But if as soon as I leave the house, they're going to come and my package is going to be left out there, somebody going to steal it. We we sit or we do whatever we do in expectation, expecting the package to come because the sender said that it was on the way. We don't know. Listen, oh, glory. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel you already. We don't know if it's on the way or not because we ain't driving nothing. And that map they show us is neither here nor there. It's supposed to be tracking them to our destination. Man, you know how many deliveries we done got and that tracker still say they at the facility. Whether it's Amazon, DoorDash or whatever, it still say that they're at the restaurant or the starting place. And here they are at the door, ringing the doorbell, bringing our food. Huh? We don't know where the blessing is coming from that we are we're supposed to receive. We just know that we believed God for it and we're going to receive it. God ain't got. Listen, God don't listen. We don't we don't track heaven like that. That's what faith is. We believe that heaven is doing its job, that God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus is doing their job. And we wait in expectation for the manifestation of what God promised us. 
We don't see what part of heaven that the gift is coming from. We don't see who God spoke to and said to give to us until we we don't see it until we see it. We don't we receive it by faith and our spirit bears witness, but we literally don't see it until we see it. And so John 14 and one hit my spirit like a ton of bricks because I'm like, God, I'm troubled because listen, God help. These people got, you know, these people are like me. They're sitting there, you know, um, counting their pennies and trying to ration and all this stuff, waiting and expectation and excitement. Oh, just a few, maybe another. Okay. Maybe by November, you know, we may be working and things like that. They're big. They're, they may, they may be being perfectly patient. Monique is not. Because I know that there are people looking up to me and waiting for me to provide them what they need. But guess what? Monique is not the provider. God is the provider. They look at at Monique like Monique is the source. Monique is not the source. Monique is the resource. God is the source. And so I told them while we wait. And I have to keep telling myself not to fret and be anxious and upset and, and all that kind of stuff, because that just doesn't make for a good outcome. People will, you know, drag their feet a little longer if you're belligerent and things like that. So I have made sure that I I've given soft answers. I did not display attitude or all of that in my voice. And I'm just like, God. Until then, God, what? What is it that you're trying to get us to see or whatever? Until then, God, because this thing right here has been held up. And this, this, like I said, this ain't no chump change that the state of Merlin is paying Jeremiah's staff to help me take care of him. These people are going to make a, a, a substantial amount of money. Some of them ain't never seen th- this type of hourly wage before. And they're in their late 40s and early 50s or so or whatever. They, they haven't seen that type of money. Shoot, I listen, I haven't even seen that type of money other than other people's paychecks and pay stubs because I used to do time and attendance for OPM. My supervisors and stuff made their their checks after taxes was three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, five thousand (laughs) dollars. And my little itty bitty check, because I was working for OPM under the welfare to work program, my little itty bitty check was three hundred dollars every two weeks back then. Back in the early 90s when they had the welfare to work program, I was making not even seven dollars an hour. But I was so happy to be working for the government because, you know, the, the 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 you know, the consensus was you get a good government job and work your way up until you make the big bucks. And then you retire, have your 401k and all that. But God didn't do that. God shifted me from all of that. It was like, well, I guess that's not happening. What retirement? Monique don't have no retirement. We ain't got no 401k, no IRA, no Roth IRA, no CDs other than from Columbia House. Amen. <laughs> hey, for one cent. I know y'all laughing because I'm laughing too. <laughs> I ain't got no, I don't have any of that. All, listen, I'm not saying it because I'm trying to diminish or I'm using this word because that's all I can think of. All I have is my faith and my belief in God that God is going to take care of me just as he promised. And guess what? He has done just that. But this thing right here, the way these people holding us up, baby, I want to go choke somebody. 
because I'm ready to get going too. I'm ready to get going to clean. You know, I've been at this house that I've lived in for 17 years. I'm ready to get this mess cleaned out of here and, you know, get out what needs to be, you know, um, given away or whatever the case may be needs to be thrown away and stuff. I'm not written no pods. I'm not written no storage unit or none of that. I am going to rid myself of all of these things that have sat so long that I don't even remember that I had them other than mementos and even some of them, depending on what they are, they're going to go to because I'm not a hoarder. So we got y'all, we got plans. You know, we, 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 we've, we had, we have plans to do, you know, right by what God is going to give us to steward. And we're excited about it and all that. And it was like, skirt. We were like, whoa, what what's going on? What's the hold up? And I know some of y'all feel like that when 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 you receive a prophetic word that God is going to do X, Y, Z. And you're like, OK, God, you feel like you have patiently waited and things like that. You're like, God, what's the hold up? Listen, y'all can I can I help y'all because I'm helping myself too. when you go on a road trip. Right. You get you get all your supplies together. Right. Go with me here. Go go with me. Go with me on. Go with me. You get all your supplies together. You all gassed up, got your car checked out, made sure everything was okay. Make sure the house was safe. Somebody was going to wash the house, keep the pets or whatever. If you're going by yourself, you make sure somebody knows where you are. You got your location on. If your kid's going with you, you make sure they got the tablets and stuff charged up and all that because they got, you know, you in for a long ride. So you get prepared and you buckle up. You know, you, you get in the car and you take off. You don't just arrive there. Help me, Holy Ghost. You don't just arrive there. It takes you a while to get to your destination. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. It takes you a while to get to your destination. You say your prayers are covering. You say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus over my car, over my family, over, you know, the trip. There will be no accidents, no incidents in the name of Jesus. You pray over your money and things like that. You pray over the hotel room you're going to stay at or wherever you're going to be at. You pray over your food, all of it. You include God in everything. And then you start rolling. The car starts rolling. You go down a street. You might turn a corner. You'll go down, uh, uh, you know, highways and byways. You might take a rest stop, you know, because you got to, you know, relieve yourself or you ran out of snacks and something to drink or whatever. You do all of that before you get to your destination. You don't just get there. Like, man, this is the same way. We didn't just get there. We had to do mounds of paperwork. We had to do meetings and interviews. We done done all of that. Then we got, we, they figured out, okay, we, we missing a couple of more pieces of info that we needed. So we had to do more paperwork and do whatever. The background checks came back. We done did all that. They told us we had to do CPR. We was about to do that, but COVID popped up and wiped all of them out. So we had to wait so that, that even though that looks like a setback, it's really not. We enjoying the journey. Because the, it's like we're sitting here in expectation, but we're anxiously in expectation, though, because we're like, oh, man, can you imagine? You know, we we're, we you know how we do. We talk about when we get our first paychecks or what they're going to look like and some of the things that, you know, we needed to get done that we should have got done eons ago, but we didn't manage our monies. Right. Hey, man, we're, we're talking about, you know, doing doing. um doing uh taking the proper steps to to pay off our debts that we know we got not the ones that you know we trying to dispute or none of that but the ones we know that we got that we created because we lied about 
how much money we made and all that so they could give us more credit Uh uh-huh come on somebody ouch just repent Mm mm-hmm we lied to, to to people to get loans and all this other kind of stuff and now we we head over heels and debt some of us because we wanted to impress people who can't even stand us don't even know us for real for real we trying to impress negroes broke negroes we trying to make ourselves feel most more important and things like that can i tell y'all i said this last week you are important all by yourself whether you have riches or not the mere fact that god has created you in his image and meticulously put you together and gave you his anointing gave his gave you the option of of having a a a committed relationship with him and to be filled by his precious holy spirit and receive his anointing is enough and it should be enough. If that ain't enough for you, go back to the altar. You don't need a $10,000 Hermes bag to feel to feel important. God said he has fearfully, wonderfully made you. There's nobody else like you. You are a designer's original. You don't need $400 tennis shoes on to feel special, like like you important. Because at the end of the day, if you don't deal with your health, yourself, your your hurts, your traumas and all of that, $400 shoe is not going to do nothing for you. You're still not going to be satisfied. You're still not going to be satisfied with that $10,000 Hermes bag. You're not going to be satisfied with the, with, the, with the man that you think God has sent you or the woman that you think God has sent you. You're not even satisfied with you. But that's another story. Let's move on. Ah, uh, And so you got to enjoy the journey. There's a reason why we're we're here at this layover. I call it a layover. When you get to the point where life lays, life delivers you a layover, enjoy the layover. Most of the time when you get on a plane and you lay over the plane lands, it descends and lands and you deboard the plane and go do whatever you want. And then they, they sit and get refreshed, recharged, refueled and pick up the next set of passengers because it's their turn. Oh God, to ride the plane. Your time on that plane is over. So you got to come down. Excuse me. And while you do the layover, you make phone calls, you go to the bathroom, go to the food courts or do whatever and wait for your next flight, which is scheduled to come pick you up at a certain time. And if it doesn't, because it's on your ticket, the airline has to compensate you for not showing up on time. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They have to compensate you if they overbook the plane and you have a bona fide ticket. They offer you all kinds of things. And I said this before. So whatever it is God is showing you. When you're when you feel like you're in limbo. Or as the old folks say, you can't kill nothing and won't nothing die. Go back to God and ask him, what is it? that he wants you to see because if you only focused on what's not happening you're missing all the wonderful things that is happening you're missing all the wonderful things that the lord is doing currently for you you're missing it because you're stuck on receiving this one thing and it's like you put your life on hold and everything comes to a screeching halt because you don't have this one thing that you think you so desperately need to move forward you were moving forward before that thing showed up you were moving forward before that thing showed up 
I want to holler y'all, but Jeremiah sleep. <coughs> you were thriving before that thing showed up, before that door opened up. You were being provided for before. Watch this. Before that thing even showed up or 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 or, or the opportunity presented presented itself you were still eating you were still able to bathe and dress yourself and all that kind of stuff you your your bills were still being paid you still have a roof over your head you still have a car to drive you still have some gas in your car you're still able to get your hair done to keep yourself looking decent so you could go to work you still have lunch to take to work and all that don't you see let not your heart be troubled believe in god believe also in me don't let nothing molest your heart don't let none uh, persistently agitate you and 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 stalk you and all those kinds of things that 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 it does when you're troubled. Don't 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 let them do all that. Don't let life do that to you. And I know it's easier said than done. I know because we we get to the point where we're halfway there and something happens and we're like, oh God, we're right back where we started. Don't let life pester or harass you. Don't let life aggressively uh uh aggressively stress you out and persistently cause you depression and all those kinds of things go to God I talked about relay sonship last week you're not going to get through this life without a relationship with God you're just not and I need you to understand that you just not. It's just too much madness going on out here. We're, we're losing our young people at alarming rates. We're losing our family members at alarming rate. The uh, the recession is the recession or whatever it is. The the price hikes and, and the food prices and the gas prices are astronomical. The same stuff we bought yesterday don't even cost the same today. They change the prices just like that, just like they do the gas station. I went to Costco, y'all, this weekend, last weekend. And I again, here I go. I bought the same things that I bought the previous month that I talked about to you guys in a previous show. And I spent a hundred more dollars. I didn't get anything different. So that should tell you something. Life is lifing, but God is still guiding. And I need you to take hold of him today and his word. Take him at his word, as we as the old folks say. Take God at his word. Take it and run with it. And let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be molested. Believe in God. And also in Christ Jesus. Believe in him. Hold on to him for dear life because baby, that's the only eternal life you're going to have. That's all. That's the only eternal life you're going to have. God, the Lord said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And he's the light as well. OK, that we there's no God is divine. We are the branches apart from him. We could do nothing. I told the lady I told the lady I was speaking to today at, early in a class I was in. I'm not a self-made anything. I don't have the the wisdom and the mental capacity to possibly bring myself out of most of the stuff that God has brought me through. I don't have the the mental fortitude, the 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 inner strength or whatever you want to call it, the courage, the wherewithal, any of that. I don't have any of that aside from God. If God does not give it to me, Monique won't have it because I don't have it. It comes from the Lord. Our very breath comes from God. So what makes you think anything else we do? It's just us and our own strength. I don't think so. The devil is a lie and his feasting. 
surrender the thing to God that's making you feel anxious and on edge and all that. If you, first of all, outside of the excitement of a thing, once you get past, I call it the honeymoon phase of the excitement of receiving whatever it is you think you're going to receive. If there's some still some agitation there, things like that, definitely seek God to make sure that you're going in the right direction. And it's not just, you know, you because, you know, you have gotten yourself in this this mind frame and you just stuck in your ways. Because remember, every good and perfect gift comes from the father and he addeth no sorrow. So. Enjoy. The layover. <laughs> Layovers are a good thing because if you of course whether you're on a plane or a train or whatever you get to experience something different that you didn't experience before when you get off the plane some of them same people that get off the plane at your layover is not getting on the next plane as you you're going to have a whole new set of people on this plane you're going to have a whole different plane that comes to pick you up because the other one is already gone or or they got it resting because you know they the pilot done flew enough and they want to use a different plane for the next set of passengers or next you know the trains or buses whatever you never know during the layover you may get an upgrade hey 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 glory you're not even you were in a assigned seat, but because you waited so patiently at the layover, the, the stewardess or whatever, they'd be like, we got extra seats, y'all, in first class. Who want them? You want a first class seat? Come on, baby. You on the train? Hey, you ain't got to sit all the way back there. Come sit up here where the dining car is closer so we ain't got to walk that far. You know, you never know where your benefits, God is going to send extra benefits and where they're going to come from. We don't get this track heaven like that. We get to experience God in the fullness of his power through the through the person of the Holy Spirit who quickens us to let us know it's on the way. But we don't have real time step by step by step play of what God is doing because God is sovereign and he's holy. We don't get to micromanage God. Okay. Trust and obey. Hmm. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Let not your heart be troubled today. Let not your heart be troubled. Because at the end of the day, you're not getting any better when you do that. When you decide to be anxious and you take on the stress just keeps piling and piling because the day has troubles of its own. The word says, take no thought for your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, because tomorrow has troubles of its own. And I'm paraphrasing it. The day has troubles of its own. It says something like that. Y'all y'all read it. I'm going to try to find it while I'm talking to (laughs) y'all. Take no thought. Enjoy God. Enjoy God. While he's moving in your life. Enjoy him. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Uh, take, therefore I say unto you King James Version take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what shall you put on is not the life more than meat and the body 
than raiment? <laughs> Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spend. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon and all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Let me keep going. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. He said it again for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day. Is the evil thereof. You will be tripping for. And that was Matthew 6. 25 through 34. <sighs> be still and know that he is God. Saints. Take comfort in knowing. That the blessing is already yours. Even if it's held up. Listen it's a done deal. Once the budget drops, we drop and start working, you know, not drop. But once the budget drops, we're good to go. There's no if, ands or buts about it. Nobody's going to take my, you know, take it from us or anything like that. It's a done deal. It's already a done deal. It just has to manifest. So until then, guess what we're going to do? We're going to occupy. Occupy until he comes. We're going to occupy. Until the budget comes, we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep thanking God. Let me tell y'all something, y'all. I spent six days and I thought I spent seven. So I had to repent because I thought I did seven days. Life got, you know, tumultuous with everything that happened. But I spent six days straight meeting God at the same time every day just to pray in the spirit. And let me tell y'all, it has been phenomenal. Y'all should try it. (laughs) Get by yourself. No phones, no TV, no nothing. Get before God. I mean, you could turn on soaker worship music if it helps you. I know it helps me sometimes because it puts me in the mind frame since I'm a visual person that I'm in the heavenly courts going to seek my father, the king, and bow before him and pray in the spirit until he releases you. Find you a scripture. And pray that scripture and just go off in the spirit. And I would spend, I spent an hour with God for six days straight. And from day one to day six, man, I I can't even begin to describe to y'all in an adequate amount of time what took place. And so to go from that to, to having to experience, you know, coming down from being in the presence of God where you want to stay at, you know, you just want to stay there. You know, we can't stay there always because there's only so much this flesh can take. I just wanted to stay there. But coming out of that to this, I'm like, God, can I go back? Take me there. I want to go there. Y'all remember that song? Y'all. Yeah. yeah Google it. You you remember it. 
I believe Maya saying it. Take me there. I want to go there. I'm like, God, can listen, just just bid me to come. I want to get look. I want to go back <laughs> there to that place because I was good. I was good. It didn't matter that, you know, whatever was going on around me did not even matter at that moment with God. That 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 60 minutes plus or whatever it was, nothing mattered to me at that time. It was just me and God. Oh, my. I'm like, God, I just I let me come closer to you. I know I know I've been scared before. I've been scared and terrified before because of my own, you know, my own mindset that tells me, you know, and people, whatever, whatever it is. God, I'm throwing all of that aside. I'm, I'm desperate for you. I'm longing and I'm hungry for you. Let me come closer to you. And he let me do just that. And baby. There's a song, an old folk song says the joy we share as as we as I tarry there. Oh, my God, the joy I shared with God as I tarry there. Nothing can compare to that. Listen, y'all, nothing will ever compare to your relationship with God. I don't care how. Listen, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just trying to tell you. Nothing is more important than your relationship with Christ. Nothing will even come close. Oh, my God to the power and the presence and the miracle working power of Jesus Christ period period no man or entity can do what God can do listen you can search all over (laughs) you're not gonna find nobody you're going to look high and low, still won't find nobody, nobody greater, nobody greater than him. You're not going to find it. Okay. Stop looking. Ain't nobody on this earth that good. I said it before. I'll say it again. Ain't nobody that good. They ain't got nothing that good in their possession. To cause you to forfeit your relationship with Christ. They're not that good. Read between the lines of what I'm saying. They're not that good. All right. And listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins, this is your moment. Don't turn the radio off now. You done made it this far. (laughs) Today is your day. Listen, we don't over talk it, overthink it. It's simple. Lord, I repent for my sins. Forgive me, Lord. I believe that you are Jesus, the Christ who died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I'm asking you to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Simple as that. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Simple as that. You called upon his name, asked him to save you. Congratulations. You are now in the body of Christ. Okay. You are in the body of Christ. Now. After you've done that, shop for a church. Everybody say it with me. Don't join the church because Pookie and Mama and Shay Shay and Ray Ray and them go there. That may not be where God wants you to be. Shop for a church. Make sure they are preaching and teaching the inerrant word of God with signs and wonders and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost power. You need a church where the fivefold ministry is in full operation. Not one person doing all five, ten. Uh, okay. Okay, Lord, I'm going to calm down. 
a functioning church with the fivefold ministry gifts. And once you find a place that you think is suitable for you, pray and ask the Holy Spirit if that's, if that's where he wants to plant you. If he says yes, then do yourself a favor. Sit and get acquainted with Christ. Let God do some healing and some delivering for a little bit. We know you can sing your face off. We know you could prophesy to the masses and God has called you to be an apostle and a bishop to the nations. But right now you're called to sit in a pew and learn of God. The Bible says, learn of me. Learn who he is first. Don't just throw yourself into ministry while you're still bleeding. It is not beneficial and the devil will mess you up. I'm here to tell you. Let God prepare you to be his sanctuary. Let him prepare you to receive the Holy Spirit from him so that you will know when it's time to step and move. When he moves, you move just like that. And if you have not experienced the Holy Spirit, ask him. Ask him. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And guess what? He will give him to you. He is a gift. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. Put some respect on his name. You don't catch the Holy Spirit like COVID. He is not a virus. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. F-I-L-L-E-D. Okay. All right. And understand that when you begin to speak your heavenly language, you're going to babble like a baby because you're a babe in Christ. That's what you do. You don't just... Come out speaking, you know, in, in well, let me say this. The Holy Spirit can do whatever he want. I'm going to take that back. Thank you, Lord. Generally speaking, we would speak in baby syllables sometimes before we go in full blown tongues. There have been times where God just took people and woof and they were gone in mature tongues. God can do whatever he feel like it when he want to. So if he takes you step by step, don't be mad. That don't mean you that don't mean you less than somebody else who's speaking, who you think is speaking in tongues. Uh Oh, watch that. But let's move on. Allow the Lord to touch you and feel you. And when you experience him, trust me, <laughs> you're going to stop doing whatever the Lord tells you to stop doing because you want to get close to him. And, and, and be tight with God. You ain't, the, the rest of the club ain't going to matter no more. The Hennessy ain't going to matter no more. The weed ain't going to matter no more. The girls and the dudes ain't going to matter no more. Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> None of that stuff is going to matter no more. Because you're going you're gonna to want to be you're going to want to be close to God. His presence will beckon you. His love, his overwhelming love as you begin to feel him and he begins to fill you with his love. It's nothing like it. So you ain't you ain't going to be tripping. Your flesh going to be tripping, but your spirit not because your spirit going to be willing. Let's go. We need to go pray. Let's go read. We need to go to Bible study. We need to read. Let's go. We need to go to the support group so we can learn how to draw closer to Christ. Find you a good system of support who are living sure enough for the Lord, not straddling the fence. Okay. Not telling you today to go to church and speak your tongue and then want to take you to the liquor store. Okay. Not, not people who want to lead you astray from God. Let me say that because there are certain things you're going to have to give up period. If you want to be before a Holy King, you have to give up things, period. It comes with the territory. That's in the natural as well as the spiritual. There are spiritual conditions in Christ that we must submit to and do. They are non-negotiables. 
When you read your word, you will know them. They're non-negotiables. I don't care what, what they say. Let them sin for themselves and have to see God and pay for it for their own sins. Don't you, don't you get dragged down with them. I don't care how close you are to them. I don't care how much you don't want to disappoint them and all that. You have a God to answer to that you have to be accountable to. If they call you a sellout, I sure enough am. Thank you. They call you a sucker. Well, I'm a sucker for Christ. Thank you. Oh, you think you better than us or Miss Goody Two Shoes. Uh, I don't think I am better than you or Miss Goody Two Shoes. I'm living for Christ and I'm trying to live holy and right because holiness is still right. Whether you believe it or not, <laughs> your views and your interpretation of scripture, because you want to stay in sin, you keep that to yourself, baby. I'm running for my life. I want to be saved for real. I want to live for Christ for real. Now, what you choose to do, that's on you. I love you. We have to agree to disagree. Okay, you 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 disagree that the scripture says this because you want to still do this, this and that. You stay there. I'm I'm going over here where God told me to go. No hard feelings. Yes, I'll still speak to you. Hey, hey. And all that kind of stuff It's going to come a day where you're going to have to separate y'all. There is a line that's going to be drawn in the sand. You're either going to stand with Christ or you're not. But let not your heart be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Jesus. Okay. I love y'all. I hope to see y'all on Saturday. Y'all. I hope to see y'all on Saturday. Come out and holler at your girl. Listen, follow me all over social media. Just Google my name, Monique Duel. I'm everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, Wisdom App, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes. My show airs every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on HOD, H-O-D, radio network from Benin, Nigeria. It also drops on all of the streaming platforms uh, for podcasts. So if you miss the radio show don't fret it's everywhere it will you know it will play on spotify itunes iheart and apple Podcasts, and google play and all those other places we are everywhere so um we thank you for your love and support and all of those kinds of things um i want to give shout out to all of those who have allowed me to be on their platforms and to grace their platforms and bless their platforms this year alone. Uh, We have done several and we still have a few left for this year. Y'all God is literally enlarging our territory. So as those become solidified, of course, y'all know I'm gonna let y'all know I'm not gonna leave you in the dark because I love y'all. Thank you for your support who comes and, you know, who finds out where I am and come and show your love and support it, man. Y'all make my heart glad. Y'all have me boohooing ugly tears when I get off the air on some of these platforms because y'all show up and show out just for Monique and Monique don't take it lightly. All right. So we are creeping to the hundredth episode and I couldn't be more static. Hopefully, um, Lord willing, we get to the hundredth episode and things will shift a little bit and we will talk to you about that when we get there. All right. So before we go, let us pray father in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing in our lives, oh God. We thank you for having a moment with Moni. We thank you for Pastor Daniel and the Hard Radio Network family who has blessed us with this amazing opportunity to share our message of hope and healing and salvation with the world. 
from Benin, Nigeria, and across the waters and the borders and the four corners of the earth. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for those who pray, who uh, call and check on us, oh God, who has sown to keep this radio show going, Lord. We thank you for everyone who gives of their time, gives of their finances, gives of their support. And we thank you, Lord, for all of those who have gotten saved as a result of having a moment with morning. We give you glory, honor, praise God, because you're God and because you're good. We thank you, Lord, for being our Jehovah Jireh, our Jehovah Shalom, our Jehovah Nisi. Thank you, God, for protecting and providing and for loving us and for saving us, Lord. Only your blood could have done what we needed done, Father. Thank you for being more than enough for us, for willingly dying for us so that we will have a right to eternal life. We will have the option of eternal life, the option of being saved, sanctified, a Holy Ghost filled, oh God. We thank you now, Father, for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray that you heal their minds, heal their hearts, and let not their hearts be troubled, that you heal their souls, oh God. Bring them to a place of comfort and healing where they will trust you the more. Father, I pray that they lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset them. And I pray that they surrender to you, Father, today. That they surrender to, to you today, Father. That they decided to give you another chance, Father. That they, that they have decided to turn their hearts back to you, God, and say yes, Lord. And I thank you, Father, for filling them with your precious Holy Spirit, God. Let them feel your awesome presence, your peaceful presence. Let them hear your still, small voice whisper to them through their tears and through their pain and through their trials and tribulations to let them know that you are their Father. Minister to them in the way that they will know that it's you and it's not just them their imagination or whatever they want to call it father let them understand that it's you guiding them it is you poking and prodding them tugging at their hearts and speaking to them father bless every household under the sound of my voice oh god provide food clothing and shelter father you said you never seen your righteous forsaken nor your seed begging bread and so we thank you for it now we thank you lord we give you glory. Yes, God, we give you glory. Hey, hey, God. Yes, we give you glory, God, for what you're doing. Thank you for being with us today doing this broadcast, God, and for speaking to us. Thank you for giving us a word of encouragement, God, to let us know that we don't have to be troubled. Our hearts don't have to be troubled, nor molested. We don't have to be fearful, afraid or anxious, oh God, or any of those things. All we have to do is believe in you and trust in you. We can't add one cubit or one stature to us by worrying and being concerned and consumed. God, we want to be consumed by you, God, because you are an all consuming fire. God, touch us. You've given us all a measure of faith, oh God, to use. We thank you for allowing us to be in your presence because it is a privilege it is a privilege not made to many, not offered to many. It is a privilege. It is a privilege, oh God, to know you, to serve you, to love you, to worship you, to praise you, to sing to you, to be used by you. We give your name the glory. 
the honor and the praise. We love you, God, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen, y'all. I love y'all. Have a good rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you on Saturday at Forest Heights Day at Forest Heights Elementary School in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Until next week, I love you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Having a Moment with Moni here on the Hot Radio Network, streaming all the way from Benin, Nigeria. And I'm gone.